Hey Haryom, I'm going to continue with the second part of the Mahabharat story. Yesterday I talked about the story of the Kuru dynasty and the kingdom where the Kauravas and Pandavas are born. The Kauravas, the hundred siblings, and the Pandavas, the five siblings. And the Pandavas are the son of the king Pandu and uh, Kauravas are the sons of the king, representative king Dhritarashtra. So today I am going to switch to a very important part of this story and that is the story of Shri Krishna. Shri Krishna was the most important character in the story of Mahabharat. You can call him a hero, you can call him the central character around which everything revolved. There was another small kingdom near this kingdom of Hastinapur, the main kingdom of Kauravas and Pandavas. There was another nearby kingdom. The name of the kingdom was Mathura. This kingdom of Mathura was ruled by a king called Kans at that time. This Kans was not a very nice king. He was full of aggression, full of selfishness, full of power abuse. He was a power-hungry man. He was so cruel that he put his own father, who was a king, into the prison and snatched the kingdom away from him. He abused people. There was no justice. It was all about his selfishness, his bins and fancies. People were very sick of his rule. But no one had any courage to talk because of his power. He was very powerful with his influence over army. See, in ancient times in India, Though the kings ruled, there were three different power centers in the kingdom. The first power center is the king, who is the one who is executive, who is the one who uh, takes decisions and executes them. But there were two more power centers to keep check on this king. The first one was the Rishi Satta, the intellectuals and yoga masters who would advise the king and as per their advice the king used to follow. I am just telling you a general structure, I am not talking specifically about this kingdom of Mathura. The, sec the second power center was the people and their elected 
representatives, like a democracy. So there were three centers, people, the king and the rishis and sages. In this kingdom of Mathura, the problem with this king was he was not listening to any of these rishis who advised him what is the right and what is the wrong thing, what is the truth and what is the untruth, what is justice and what is injustice. He didn't really bother much. But he still had to keep some respect of the people because otherwise the people would rebel against him. So he was very uh, cunning in a way and very diplomatically he was handling everything. He had a sister who he loved a lot. His sister was a grown-up princess, so he wanted her to marry. He had a friend, his name was Vasudev. His sister's name was Devaki. And he thought his friend Vasudev is the best option for his sister. So he arranged their marriage. They got married. He was very happy. Though he was a bad king, he loved his sister. So he did a lot of uh, uh, preparation for the marriage and had, had a big party and celebrations for the marriage. One rishi, a yoga master, he used to always abuse, abuse these yoga masters and the rishis and the monks. So he had no respect for them. One rishi came there in that marriage and he said to this king in front of everyone that look, you're celebrating the marriage of your sister. Good, but your end is near now. We all will be free from your rule very soon. None other than eighth son of your sister will kill you. And the yogi left. This Kansa, the king Kans, he was very angry at that. He put that yogi in the prison. But then the thing was at the back of his mind. And he could not deal with that. So after about a month or so, he put his sister and his brother-in-law into prison. So that if the baby is born, he can just kill it. Because he didn't want the eighth son to be born. So he killed seven children, babies born to this couple, his own sister. You can see the suffering of the mother. You can feel it what must have been happening to her. Then she was again pregnant for the eighth time. They all had to save this baby to make sure that this baby lives and he doesn't become the victim of this Kansa's brutality. And 
the guards in the prison. Everyone knew about the situation. Everyone understood what's happening. And the birth of the eighth baby. Kansa, of course, had he was very vigilant. But still, with the help of these people, when the baby was born, his father was able to take the baby out of the prison in that night. And this Vasudev, the father of the baby, took the baby to a place away from the main Mathura's kingdom in a, in a village, in a very rural area. And he thought it's best to leave the baby, not in the village, but with a cowherd community. You know the cowherds, they don't have something very stable. They move many times. So it's very uh, like not so stable life. So he thought that maybe the baby can be safe there. And he had a friend who was the leader of that cowherd. His name was Nanda. So he brought that baby to this Nanda and he gave it to him and told him. Everyone knew by that time the story of the eighth son in that kingdom. And then he came back to the prison before the morning. So this son that was born was Shri Krishna. This is the birth of Shri Krishna. A boy born in royal family. But look at the birth. Seven of his siblings are already dead. His parents who are from royal family suffering in the prison. His own grandfather is in the prison and his uncle who is a terrible man destroying the kingdom for his selfishness. So this baby started growing in the cowherd community called Gokul Vrindavan. When this Kansa came to know that the baby has escaped and no one would tell anything. So he could not do anything. But what he decided is he will try and search this baby because till yesterday his sister was pregnant and suddenly the baby has vanished. So he started searching for the babies who were born just in last one or two days, all over his kingdom. But kingdom was huge, so it was not an easy task for him to find out all these babies. And also there was another danger, that if he just randomly tells to you know, kill all the babies, that would invite a lot of angry reactions from the people, and people may even rebel against him. And his kingdom would be hurt in a big way. So he was a bit careful with that. And then many secret agents were sent everywhere and they came out with certain information as to in this area these many babies, in, the, in that area those many babies are born and all that. So then he started searching for some special signs in that baby. If someone has some special abilities, if the child is showing some special energy or something like that. And a news came to him that in that Kukul, that Vrindavan, in that cowherd group, there is a little baby. He shows some interesting qualities. People are 
very like attracted to that baby and his smile is divine so then he started planning let's kill that baby who knows if it's the eighth son of my sister so he's he tried to send some people to secretly kill the baby first one was his his uh, secret agent a woman and he sent her with a poison in her breast milk so that she'll feed the baby and if the baby drinks the poison then the baby will be dead so she came no one knew about her intentions and she easily picked up this little baby krishna but something special about krishna that instead of he getting hurt she was hurt so people didn't realize what's happening but then someone noticed that she had this little poison in her so people became bit more conscious cautious about there is something wrong happening here likewise there were few attacks on shri krishna when he was he was baby or he was a little kid like some bulls were sent to destroy that cowherd community by you know drug putting some drugs into the bulls and uh, but somehow shri krishna with his friends managed to get over they used to live in the forest they used to stay in the forest with cows the best friend shri krishna had is cows the cows and cow calves so these boys were quite tough they were quite strong boys used to drink lot of milk used to steal milk butter from their own houses so shri krishna was growing up with all this interesting activities and then he became like a leader of all the kids there of all ages so he naturally displayed some special abilities to connect with everyone his friends included very weak kids some kids with some special abilities some kids who are not very social so he had this magical energy about him to connect with people it was just not kids even elderly people would fall in love with him he had a darker skin krishna means dark black so he had a darker skin but his smile and his eyes were magnetic people would get attracted to him soon he evolved as someone who would be loved by everyone there are few other stories like how his connection with nature was there's one interesting story of uh, the intense rain the storms and heavy rain and flooding that time their community had a ritual of offering worship to the god indra because the god indra brings rain but shri krishna resisted that tradition he said no 
there's God Indra is not bringing any rain. Who brings rain is this mountain of Govardhan. There was this mountain and the mountain stops the clouds and that's how you have the rain. So if you want to worship, worship mountain Govardhan. Worship mountain Govardhan means take care of it. Take care of the ecology that is there in that mountain. So he had this interesting observations and the idea of how the mother nature works. Now there was this big storm and people blamed that storm on Sri Krishna. They said that you are not allowing us to worship Indra and that's why Indra is angry and that's why he's sending all these storms. The story goes like Sri Krishna lifted that whole Govardhan mountain and everyone was allowed to go underneath as a safe place in this heavy rain. Probably it's a symbolic story of uh, how Sri Krishna found the energy to counter this extreme weather in the nature itself. There's another story that there was this poisonous snake which came into the beautiful pond, beautiful river and a little pond there where the cows and all this community used to drink their water from. And this poisonous snake created a lot of problems there. And many animals died and it was all, water was not something that people could drink and all that. And no one would go there because the snake was deadly cobra. Kaliya, the snake's name was Kaliya. So the story says that Sri Krishna had the courage to enter that water and push away that snake, but not kill it. That's the interesting thing. That he had this understanding of balance and a very strong connection with nature. Now that idea of balance only comes with unconditional love for every object in nature. And Sri Krishna's stories are all about that absolute unconditional love. Whether it's his friends or whether his girlfriends, there's a lot of stories about Krishna's girlfriends. He had lots of girlfriends, gopis. But the love was so pure that it went beyond the physical dimension. If you see anywhere, you will see Radha and Krishna. There's always a girl called Radha next to Krishna and her name is first and then Krishna's name comes. Now she was married to a different man. But her devotion to Krishna was beyond that physical dimension. Krishna was also a great flute player. The instrument that he picked, look at the instrument. It's the instrument which is just air, that's it, nothing else. The air that you blow through your mouth is amplified, that's it. A small flute you play and the sound can go two to three kilometers straight. That flute is nothing but empty bamboo, nothing inside. The idea of this is when you remove the ego and you make yourself clean. You get rid of all the desires and fears 
and aggression and ambitions. You just become so clean that whatever you put in, it becomes a beautiful music. So this is how Krishna's personality turned out to be. Then when he became 15 year old, 16 year old, he undoubtedly became the leader of just not that community. But almost half of the kingdom you can say. And that time, by that time, this King Kansa understood that this boy called Krishna is the eighth son of Devki. But by that time, he had become the leader. So it was not possible for Kansa to just go and attack him and kill him. Because if he would kill the leader, then it would create a lot of rebellion with the people. So what he did was very interesting. Kansa challenged Krishna in a gladiator fight. You know, that time King used to have these things. You've seen that movie, Gladiator. Huh? Similar, similar fight. So you fight and then that's the end. Like one of them die, that's it. So, and Krishna had no choice because it's an invitation from King and you have to go there. Kind of norm that time. But Krishna take it, took it willingly. Though he was all about this yogic strengths and ideas. He was physically extremely strong and of fantastic skills he had acquired. Flexibility, strength and that helped him fight this gladiator uh, compact and uh, he won that but he didn't kill the person. And then what he did was very interesting. He challenged his own uncle in that fight. Now that was also very smart of him. Because if he, he would fight with his uncle directly, the army would fight back. But if he would invite him in the gladiator fight, then army will be quiet. Because it's just a game. So he did challenge the uncle. The un uncle had no option but to accept it. And there Sri Krishna killed his uncle. This is the story. And when he killed his uncle, he freed his grandfather and his parents. And then he made his grandfather the king. By this time, he is again 16 years old. So yesterday, I was talking about the story of uh, Kauravas and Pandavas. And they are also 16 years old. Now I will tell you the relationship between the Kauravas and Pandavas. And then I am going to stop here for part 2. And we will continue with... Part 3 tomorrow. So, the father of Sri Krishna, the Vasudev, is the brother of Kunti, the mother of Pandavas. So, the Pandavas and Sri Krishna are cousins. Because Pandavas' mother is a sister of Sri Krishna's father. So, they are connected. But till the age 16, Sri Krishna was in Gokul, in Vrindavan. He was not united with his mother. So he was not really aware of his relations from his mother's side. And Pandavas were also not aware about it. But when he reunited with his parents after he killed his uncle Kansa, he came to know about his cousins. And then we will continue tomorrow about what happens after this. So I am going to stop here. Hariyom.